balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, August 14th. Football, I know it was back last week. The other one is back now, too. We've got – it's it's just – listen, we can argue about when when is summer for you? Because technically we're still in summer, but for me it's just June and July. It's fall now. I guess summer is like – for me is when it's still hot. So mm, I count – I count when, like football, yeah, fall, but like those games that it's like sweltering hot, it's still summer. Okay, so I I, I just go based on based on football on, season. On, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So winter doesn't come until like February. Fall's like great football weather. Oh, beautiful Saturday! I don't know what it was like down in Knoxville. It was amazing Saturday morning. It smelled like football in the air. It was. Like I mean, I know I just said football's back, but Tennessee football we're still waiting. I could I could smell it. It was a it was a tease for sure, for sure. I love it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm excited about it. It's there's 18 days. I know we're in we got pre, NFL preseason going on, um, which is kind of like a slap in the face to me. It's cool and like I'll watch it, but it's not anything where I like like have to like yeah. sit there. Yeah, for sure. I don't play my day, and it kind of stinks because you can't always watch the games you want to watch. It's you just better hope it's on in your area. Um, yeah. So that kind of stinks. I it's, speaking of teases too, we do get a tease this week at the Hacker Cup. We're gonna do a little gating. It's gonna be fun. We're drinking a few beers. We're having a good time, chatting it up, probably talking some football. Some, I'm sure some uh, NFL preseason games will be going on while we're there, so it'll be a good time. We did our fantasy draft today, uh, then we stayed on, and then I know we didn't get to all get together like we used to, which stinks, but we were on a Zoom call, and it was it was fun to talk a little football. Yeah, we need to do that like every like Friday night or something. Yeah, I don't Shout know if I can swing every, every Friday night with uh, Emily, but yeah, Thursdays maybe. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Just get right off off. Just get right off here, and hey, that's more important issues after dark. Yeah, for you sure. <laughs> Got to be careful who we let in there. <laughs> uh, but it's fun, and I, I can't I can't wait to. We were talking about today staying up until two a.m. watching football, starting in the morning at seven thirty with the EPL, and and going all the way, hoping Hawaii's playing at home that week. Um, can't wait for those days. So I, I'm pretty pumped, and, and we're we're getting closer. It's it's obviously fall camp. Tennessee now has a couple scrimmages under their belt, and. I hate that I'm getting more excited and I know it's like the Tennessee in me because fall camps, you know, only pretty much only good stuff's going to come out unless you're USC and and you've got those. I don't even know if I, if it's fair to call them up down. So do you see that video? Uh-uh. 
and they uh, had a video of them doing up downs because they they were walking on the field and um there were a lot of embarrassing up downs in that video and then yeah. some of the some of the injured guys were caught on video which you know they're injured so they're doing sit-ups it doesn't it doesn't look good you know uh, optics for sure that's straight out of a high school football practice yeah it, it wasn't uh wasn't a good video thing i told you i think i don't believe in usc i don't believe in lincoln riley so yeah you know interesting i, I don't near one for sure yeah i mean i don't think he's gonna he might win some back 12 championships or anything like that but i don't think he's gonna be He's not going to compete for national titles. He might sneak in to fourth one year in the playoff, but that, that's going to be it for him, unfortunately. Looks like Caleb's frozen. Uh, <clears throat> Caleb has uh, the worst internet connection of all time. I, I don't understand it. You know, I thought I would, you know, see his house. He lived in the boonies. He lives in a neighborhood. I don't understand why it's so bad in Johnson City. But, uh, um, yeah, he'll, he's you know kind of in and out. It looks like his connection is not great right now. But we're going to get right into it. Um, we're talking tight ends. We're talking fall camp. We're talking um, a little bit of recruiting. Um, you know, maybe we'll throw in some some baseball and stuff like that. Um, always fun. So, if you got any questions, drop those in the chat. Or, hey, if you just want to comment or – um, make fun of Caleb, not myself. That, that's that's cool too. Just hop right in, and uh, we'll be happy to get to those um, as we see them. So, uh, fall camp a little bit. Tennessee had their second scrimmage today. Josh Heupel met with the media, and um, I, I think the the number one thing to kind of point out is Brew McCoy is still not eligible. Um, he did get some praise for Josh he from Josh Heupel today, um, but I just don't get the whoever it's. Is it the NCAA? Is it the SEC? Is it, is it USC? I mean, what's going on with Brew McCoy? I'd like to know because I'm a little. It's it's becoming a common theme where Tennessee gets a transfer and it's a transfer that's you know a guy that that should make an immediate impact. And here's Caleb again. Check check. You're back. Okay. <clears throat> I was telling him about your. To try to catch you, up. Yeah, I don't know if you're. Uh, if you <laughs> told me, but I was telling him about your internet connection. Great yeah, I, I heard that, and uh, you're right. I don't know why it's so bad. Maybe if we've got any other tri cityers in here, if uh, maybe they can tell me how good Bright Ridge is before I. I hate it, and, and what's stupid is uh, I was connected to the Wi-Fi the whole time. Um, Landon knows this because he's in the background to restream. You can see how strong your internet connection was. It was full green. So I don't, I just don't understand. Interesting. And hey, it could be some of my laptop. Like that could be part of the problem. I'm not yeah. doubting that. Um, but you're back. That's all that matters. Um, we're talking about Brew McCoy a little bit. And I, and I just don't get how it's always something with eligibility issues. I don't like, are, are we, I, know, I don't know if anybody else is here from when Cade Mays got eligible, but it happened last year with Byron Young where these players mm -hmm. are missing games because of eligibility issues. Um, and the, the Cade Mays one, the Brew McCoy one, I, I kind of understand because he's transferred so many times. Cade, May one, Cade Mays one, I understand. That was like right on the cusp of the free transfer rule. Um, the Byron Young one was just stupid. Yeah. But, I, I mean, if we're going based off 
what we've seen so far in the last couple of years, I, I'm willing to kind of put my money that Brew McCoy probably won't be eligible for the first game. We'll get him for Florida. Yeah, that, that's fine. <laughs> I just I just hate that because you're you're trying right. to get you know mixed in with the you know a, a, your first game is usually an easy game. So Ball State, right? You know that that's a game where you want to get people you know ready to kind of get all the nerves and jitters out, and you know you it looks like it, it's. It's getting more and more. It's getting closer, so it the time's kind of running out on that to to get him eligible for that first game. But right. he did receive some praise from Josh Heupel today. I think he would be a starter for Tennessee at receiver. Oh, um, you think opposite, he's moving up? I, I think he's opposite Cedric Tillman. I do. Okay. Um, I think he's got the talent. You know, he he's a a big wide receiver. You know, I just think he's something different that I don't think anybody else is really like him. Yeah, I think he definitely has some unique attributes. I, uh, you know, it's just one of those things we talked about it coming into fall camp because it didn't look like he would be in that starting lineup, which didn't surprise me. It, it was his first time being with the team in in a practice setting, I should say. He wasn't with them in the spring. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up starting later in the year. So, like you said, that stinks about the eligibility thing because could he be a guy by game four or five if he was there game one, two, and three? Or could he be a guy by game three? Well, very likely when you're when you get to see some in-game reps. So it, I mean, it just sucks. It's 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 one of those things. I uh, it doesn't surprise me. I, I think surely if he's not eligible for the like, I think it, it'll just be a few games. Like it's going to be one of those things where they give it to us late again, like Cade Mays and Byron Young, which is which is dumb. It's like just make him eligible now. What's what are you waiting on? Right? Have you just yeah. not gotten to him yet? Like is, yeah, is that it, what it, should, is? it shouldn't take that that long. Wasn't and, that pretty and, much the excuse with Cade Mays? Like we're overwhelmed with transfer requests. Wasn't that pretty much it? Probably. And Byron Young was mm-hmm. like he played in like a prep school for like two games mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're all about the athletes, though, right? Exactly. It's NCAA. It's I mean, you know, they care about their student athletes. They want them to succeed. Um, they're going to really rush. Everything. They're going to get everything done on Tom for sure. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard of Alabama or Georgia having any issues with transfers. I, I don't know about you. Um, but w- with the Brew McCoy thing, I mean, like, yeah, he was at, he enrolled at Texas and then went to USC, but it's not like he played a game or anything. He pretty much got out of his letter of intent is pretty much all that happened. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the legal issues are anything to do. I wouldn't think because he was going to be everyone assumed legal. It doesn't have anything to do with legal That's issues. What, I didn't think. Uh, and I, I don't know. I guess calling them legal issues probably isn't isn't fair because I'm not saying it didn't or didn't happen. It, you know, it sounds like a not great situation. Not going to get into that. It just seems like it's also over. So I, I guess that's not fair to call it legal issues. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to do with that. Um, but I mean, is it something in compliance? I mean, I don't want to just point fingers at the university, but why does this keep happening? Yeah, that's true. It's now been through two coaching staffs. That it is, I don't think it's anything that could have helped. I'll give them this. I think Byron Young is just the NCAA being the NCAA, right? Because that's a dump. That's so dumb that he was ineligible because of that. So. Who, who, that oh, one Urosh was another guy, right? Who had issues. He was what he he came in the same year as Kate Mays, right? And that was right yeah. on the cusp of transfer. He missed like half. He the missed year. 
maybe a little bit less than half. But yeah, like I think he got eligible like right around SEC play. Yeah, like Christmas or yeah, something like that. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Roche. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but the scrimmage today, the the defense looked like it played well from what I got from Josh Heupel. I wasn't there. I don't think anybody was <laughs> there. Um, unless you're watching from, you got a drone. I don't, yeah, yeah, you, that'd be the only way, I guess, unless you're just um, stowed away in a box somewhere and, and kind of made a peek. Um, but, yeah, it seemed like the defense had a good day. I think that's reassuring for me anyway because I, that's that's my biggest kind of – and I know, like, people are going to say, well, that means the offense looked bad. I don't think the offense is going to be bad. Um, yeah, I think I don't think that's really me. I, I think question. you know what you get out of them, yeah. I – uh I did. <laughs> I, I saw where he thought the secondary tackled really well today. Um, I, I don't know if that's a good thing for the defense. I guess it means, <laughs> hey, maybe you make some gain-saving tackles, but if they're making enough tackles that you comment on it, that, that may not be a great thing. Well, he did mention the the screen game and stuff, so that makes me feel okay. a little better about right. that. So maybe it was kind of minimum yardage. I think, if anything, I think the defense will be more physical. Got to be, right? I would think so. I think I depth think. only helps that, but yeah. And I and he also commented on linebacker depth, which is a big question mark for me. I, I do want to know where Jawan Mitchell's at. Weird, weird year last year. Like, let's just be honest about it. He he gets injured. They never really say what the injuries. It was kind of like indefinite, and then he just wasn't. Obviously, it was a season type of deal. I know he played. It was just like he really wasn't with the team. Like he wasn't very strange. Didn't think he'd be back this year. He is. So I just. I want to if he can just be a contributor. I'm gonna hope Aaron Beasley gets better, um, kind of being a, a second year, full time starter deal. I guess you'd call him that. Um, I, I don't really. I mean, was there another starter besides Jeremy Banks? <laughs> kind of seemed like that was a rotational position. Yeah, Sloan Page was kind of in that rotation. Yeah. Um, a little bit, but yeah, Jawan Mitchell. It seems like his buy-in wasn't there. Um, kind of the same deal with Jalen Hyatt last year. It's, he played a little bit at first, and, you know, when he got injured, I don't know if there was a huge, you know, buy-in from him to, to really get back and, and get back in the swing of things. He just kind of – Right. And that happens. When you get injured yeah, and you kind of have to tough. work your way back, that, that up the depth well, chart and everything, that, that's, that, that sucks. It's tough. And I, I talked about him being away from the team. I, I mean, I think it's hard when you're you're injured um, because you're just naturally away from the team, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Walker Merrill, Jimmy Holiday also got some praise from Josh Hopper when he was talking about the receivers. I thought that's, that's interesting because those two – I mean, they played a little bit last year. I think Walker Merrill kind of more than, than Holiday at receiver. Um both are going to contribute on special teams, and you know maybe they can contribute at wide receiver position. If Brew McCoy isn't healthy, I think absolutely one of those guys gets to play. When you talked about it, uh, isn't weeks, healthy, not healthy. right? We when we previewed the wide, wide receiver position, I don't know if that was last Sunday or it was recent, and you, you talked about you think there's going to be a more more of a rotation to that group, anyways. So I think you're looking for for six guys that can give you a lot this year, or uh, you know five maybe if you. You're going to target Cedric Tillman a lot, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, I think getting those guys to where they can really support, um, they're not just in there when the guy absolutely needs a break. It's a fast-paced offense. You want to have a bunch of dudes going. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think if if they can really contribute more, that that's going to be huge for this Tennessee offense. I do. I think Walker Merrill Walker Merrill looks just a lot stronger than he has. Yeah, he really does. May, hey, maybe it's the, the the dark visor, which we know the NCAA won't approve that. We just know it. But uh, he he looks he looks like a bad. Did you see what it is? He wears it for migraines. Yeah, that so he's going to request NCAA approval to wear it. But it sounds like that hasn't come back yet either. Yeah. So I guess I just want him to have migraines. That's that's cool. That's great (laughs) for the game that wants to protect kids' heads and everything. So, yeah, I love that. Love the NCAA and everything they contribute to uh, my well being and everybody else's. Um. But yeah, I, I definitely think, and I think there is, you know, going back to that that kind of keyword buy-in, um, Josh Heupel and, and this offense kind of proved that, hey, if if you're not bought in, you're not going to play. We, we're perfectly comfortable with playing three guys a million snaps like they did with Peyton, Valus, and Cedric last, last season. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it, but that, that's good that they, they are. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's what they did all season long. Right. So oh, yeah. it's it's – it's like maybe it was kind of proven to these guys, like, hey, if, if you're not – if I don't trust you, I don't care if you're second string. You're not playing. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure there, there's been more competition from, from that aspect just because, you know, they, they're they tired of not playing. Uh, I think Walker Merrill said that earlier this, this week when he met with the media. He's like, I'm kind of tired of not playing. Yeah, and, I mean, you should see a ton of – like I said, you, you, I mean, they rotate out. They want to rotate out a lot, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, there's plenty of chances to get in. It's got to be, it's got to be tough to not. And yeah, I, it does seem like the buy-ins more there with guys. Just I like that it sounds like everyone's on the same page. I think that's a start. You know, you got to go beyond that. But uh, and that should like happen the, every in every year too. Hopefully, you got to win games. I mean, we know what we know it. It doesn't matter how good your culture is. It's going to fall apart if you can't win games. I mean, it's just what it is. Yep. Um, and, and then um, I think the last thing he kind of – he did mention the DBs a little bit, mentioned Deshaun Rucker, and how he had a good day. Um, so there's competition at cornerback, which you, know, you love to see, especially mm-hmm. after that um, game against Purdue. But uh, he also mentioned Darnell Wright is staying at right tackle. Not going to move him to left tackle. He, he – um, you know, kind of trust the the two guys competing for that left tackle spot, and and Jeremiah Crawford and Gerald Mincy. Yeah, which is, uh, I mean, you talked about it when we previewed the offensive line. That's uh, that's a very important position. So, yeah, interesting. I mean, I hope that means those guys are coming along. You hope you you would hope that. You know, when you have a guy capable like capable like Darnell Wright, that if they weren't, he would he would shift him over to left tackle. Right. So he's right. it seems like he's seen enough um, from from those two guys that one of them, I guess they'll we'll see both of them throughout the course of the season. I'm sure, but you know who who gets the majority of snaps and everything mm-hmm. like that it will, it will be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I have a hard time thinking it's not Gerald Mincy. This is the, the, I have no like evidence to back that up. I just, I just think he's <laughs> he's bigger. Past he looks. He just looks eye more test. athletic. That's your evidence. Yeah, definitely passed the eye test. Hundred percent. They both have yeah. dreads, so I, I couldn't give it to one of them for that. So. 
tie. <laughs> Next. Um, do you have anything else for fall camp? No, nah, not really. It's a, it's getting into the one where it's getting into the part of fall camp. What are we a weekend? And I'm like, all right, can we get this over with? <laughs> it's <laughs> when's kickoff. Yeah. It's, um, um it gets, it gets kind of like tiresome. I mean, just because what it, you know, the scrimmages are exciting to hear about, but like I said, you don't get a ton. I mean, right. It's just what it is. Um, so we do have a question from, okay. uh, John C T N. Um, he said, Hey boys. Um, Hey John, do you, do you see Ramel Keaton playing any of the season? He's, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, it's got to, right? Yeah, I, I think he is a veteran in this room now, and he played some last season and did some good things. I, I think he only gets better. Um, and I think if he doesn't play, I think it tells you a lot about the talent behind him. More That's so, fair. Not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think especially with you, you take Brew McCoy completely out of the equation, at least for the first few games. And you're going to see him on the field early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that definitely definitely matters. I mean, going back to Brew McCoy, I'm interested to see. I mean, you you think he's a starter right out of the gate. Um, I'm just interested to see it just because I said he hadn't fall campus his first day. I mean, he's essentially just barely ahead of, of uh, Lynn Dixon. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking of him – I'm interested to see if he has an impact. I think I think he's I think he's impactful. How much I think is the question. I think you get a veteran guy in there. You you pretty much just have a bunch of really young guys. Um, he has obviously played at this level, so I think that help has you know has that going for him. I think when you talk Jabari Smalls a junior, that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I he, I feel like he's been here forever. Did he, didn't he take over for John Kelly? <laughs> Uh, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we talk about pass protection and, and there's a lot of questions about who's going to be good in pass protection. I don't know how good is it. Lynn J Dixon. Is that his name? Um, yeah. Lynn J Dixon. I don't know how good he is in pass protection. I want to go watch film. I got to think he's more physical than the other guys right now. than maybe Jabari small, more physical than everybody else besides Jabari small. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think he has a leg up on the freshman just because he's been in a Power 5 program right. and just probably understands the concepts and things more. Um, maybe trusts his eyes a little bit more. That that um, pace of play probably helps. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't – you know, not really doing a lot last year, kind of moving around a little bit, and then him kind of playing catch-up from the get-go. Um, even behind these freshmen, I mean, Justin yeah. – William Thomas has been here since early January. So yep. for him to just get on campus, just in fall camp, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's tough. For I could sure. imagine just showing up for fall camp and be like, all right, let, let's learn a whole playbook in three weeks until we play. Yeah. I, I think I would be surprised if we, if we don't see him in Ball State or Akron, I would be shocked if we see him without injury much. It would take I think he's dealt down. with a little bit of injury as well, so that, that probably doesn't help his case. You know, he needs all the reps he can probably get in practice. Yeah, I mean, we are talking about Jalen Wright too. You know, not being a hundred percent. 
maybe that sneaks him into the Ball State game and Akron game. Yeah, maybe. And maybe, I mean, maybe Pitt because it, it falls between those. I, I don't know. All right. Um, well, let's talk about the tight ends a little bit. Let's do that. I'm interested to see kind of this this group because, you know, Alex Golish is a tight ends coach. He is the offensive coordinator. Um, we thought last season they'd be more involved, and I guess to a certain extent they were. I think they were more – maybe not more as much involved as we thought. I think they were they were obviously a lot more involved than they have been. Before high Before, took over. Right. Correct. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I expect them to have a little bit more production. Um you know, just under 400 yards b- between Jacob Warren and Princeton Fant. Um, Jacob Warren had 18 catches, 179 yards, three touchdowns. Princeton Fant had 16 catches, 220 yards, and a touchdown. So, um, not bad seasons from tight ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a, a pretty good season if just one of them has that production. Uh, but when you're spreading the ball around as much as Tennessee wants to, um, I just I just feel like this this – you know, another year, I feel like Hennon Hooker is probably more comfortable with these guys. You know, the good like playing quarterback, you're like your first thought is receivers. Yeah. Now, like you and you have to get like the best wide receiver, best tight ends in the NFL are guys that have been there for a while. They're comfortable um, with a Travis Kelsey, a George Kittle, uh, Mark Andrews, guys like Darren Waller. Um, so I think there is more of a comfortable comfortability factor and then mm-hmm. uh losing Velas, losing javante guys that you know this staff trusted right. i think kind of losing them it opens the door for them a little bit to, more to be used in my opinion yeah and, and um i'm i try to think how to say this the best uh, for me it's really not so much the production in yards and touchdowns i just want to see that the tight ends are utilized when you can utilize them because like you said they're this offense is really trying to get out in space and sometimes and i think especially in the sec and, and you not have an elite wide receiver nothing against jacob warren and princeton fan i think they're good but guys that aren't going to be mismatched nightmares um you know linebackers can be just as fast as them let's see if if you know if nickels can be as you know just as physical with them um but they're not just they're not nightmare matchups so i think it's it's expecting them to produce a lot. I think there were a couple times I, I was pretty pleased with the production and, and the chances they took to the tight ends. I think Tennessee missed a couple key chances with tight ends. So can you utilize them when the game allows you to, is the question for me. I, I want to see those red zone opportunities. You see Jacob Warren get a few, I, I think there was a bad miss against Georgia um, where either it was thrown late and maybe overthrown or um, I think it was down there in the North end zone. And so, like, chances like that, can you take advantage of those and, and use those tight ends? Because not like I, – I don't know how often they were open, but there were times that it was clear the middle of the field was – Tennessee did a good job of spreading the defense out, and the middle of the field was open. So can you utilize the tight ends in those situations, I think, is what I ask. And maybe that turns into – maybe it's open often, and that turns into a lot of production. But I'm not necessarily looking for a ton of production. I'm looking for impactful production. <laughs> Yeah, like the the three touchdowns from Jacob Warren, that was that was huge. Yeah. Um, and you kind of mentioned it; he's more of a red zone target. You know, he's six six two fifty. Um, he was kind of that same way at Farragut when they put him out wide and just kind of chucked it up to him. I'd like to see more of that. Um, yeah. I, I know we have pretty good receivers that can go up and get it, but 
when you got six six and you got a big body to kind of go around uh, against you know a smaller defender or even a slower guy and a linebacker, I, I like Jacob Warren's chances. So right. Um, well, he's he's just got to be more physical. I don't know how much faster he can get, but if he can be more physical, I think that helps he, a ton. Yeah, he he has put on some weight. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what he was at last season, but you know they have him listed at two fifty now. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see him utilize a little bit more. Princeton fan kind of compliments him a little bit, and he, he played running back and I think receiver earlier in his career. Mm-hmm. And so he is more of a, a faster kind of catching tight end. Um, right. Now he can be physical. He, I think he's he's plenty physical enough to play in this league. That's kind of obvious. But, uh, right. yeah, I think they both kind of compliment each other. They're, they both do different things. They're not the same guy. Yeah, which wish you could mesh them together because, like you said, it'd be a nice, nice threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you got a Miles Campbell, who is you know a guy the staff is is pretty high on, but uh, and it's yeah, probably the man. most ta- yeah, probably the most talented in, in this room, but just has to put it all together. Mm-hmm. Maturity is a thing. Knowing this offense, being physical, uh, being able to to run routes. This. Tight end is like a – that's a tough position because you basically like have to do everything a receiver does and everything an offensive lineman does. Right, and um, I mean this is a tough league to block in. Like It's not like the, the edge rushers you're facing, the linebackers you're facing, the nickelbacks you're facing. I mean it's a tough league to block in. And, and a lot of times they're asking to go block in space. Tight ends are getting the second level. It's tough. It is very – their posi- the tight end position is probably one of the more, in terms of your competition, probably one of the tougher positions to play in the SEC. Because like you said, all the things that are asked of you. 100%. 100%. I wouldn't want to play it. It's, it's not I would a- love to play it if I had this size. Well, it's it's crazy. Like we're we're doing our mock draft, and I'm just like, there's a, like there's like four tight ends, and after that, it's just like I mean, lots just, of pits early. Yeah, it's just a bunch of guys that if I didn't watch football all day every day on Sunday like that, that would I wouldn't know who these guys were. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's a like you like you said. There's a lot of guys in the league. If you can be a good tight end, you can be a money maker for sure. Your wife yep. won't even have to go to work. <laughs> That's like um, Martellus Bennett was talking about Jason Witten when he was at the Bears, and uh, or was no, I think he's already with the Bears, but he was talking about when he was at the Cowboys, and he was just like, I just don't get it. Like I was faster than him, I could catch better <laughs> than him, but he was always open. So, dude, knowing how to run routes, I think that's the funny thing about like. Seven on seven is supposed to be for running routes. I just feel like there's it was so much easier to run routes than seven on seven. Did you feel that way? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't know what it is because you're not, especially as I guess for you, it's a little bit different. But as an outside receiver, the field's kind of the same. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, but I mean, being a good route runner is just as important as being fast, for example. Like if you can be fast, but you can't move your defender, well, what's the point? <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, definitely like those two, like Miles Campbell. Also, what a bold statement for him to say he had better hands than Jason Witten. 
Yeah, maybe just his range was better. <laughs> maybe that would mean like he was just more athletic than Jason Witten. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a inter- I don't know if he knows what Jason hands means. Jason Witten didn't <laughs> drop a lot of balls. <laughs> right. I, that's just a weird take to me. Maybe he's like I could make a one-handed catch better than him, but that wasn't necessary. Yeah, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> um, you also got Charlie Browder, um, who transferred in from Tennessee, was committed to Josh Heupel at U- UCF, and then I think uh, went to Auburn um, and transferred over. He's a redshirt freshman. I think he's kind of like a preferred walk-on. You got Hunter Salmon, who's also a walk-on. So, I think you have some depth there, some guys that have played. And But, man, I'm super excited for Ethan Davis to get, get on campus. Yeah. No offense to yeah. these guys, but I just think he's he's next level tied in. And yeah, uh, tied in that this, this staff is recruited. Right. And, and talking about a young guy you're excited for, I'm, I'm excited to see if Miles Campbell – is is used this year i mean the question right is can he be as effective in the run game or in pass protection as the other two right i mean that's our question surely well the the fact that julian nixon and and trinity bell two guys that came in with him transferred tells me that he's he saw his path to the field right so you would think that he's going to play. I, I think the staff would like to have three tight ends available, um, just because with you know how just physical this a, league is. Yeah, I just want to run a two tight end set. You, th- you think in three? Yeah, use him as a fullback. <laughs> a little H back action, huh? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Let's go heavy at times. All right, we, all we right. can still go fast and use heavy. That would be if we could. That would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. I, I'm excited for the tight end position. I just because I feel like you got them more involved last year, and I I feel like you could see them getting better, and it seemed like they were just putting themselves in better opportunities. Now it's kind of on the staff and him and Hooker to to do the like do more to help them, and so I'm 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 excited. Uh, Jacob Warren, um, maybe it's the Craven Wings that gets me fired up, but I I, I like him a lot. <laughs> yeah, got to. Um, you got anything else for the tight ends or not a whole lot? I, I just think they should be utilized more. Um, I just think that they're quarterback's best friend when used properly. So, mm-hmm. um, just like to see more trust in them. I, I guess you know when they yeah. did throw it, it, it it seemed to you know do pretty well. You know when when you're going that fast, I think the worry is the big play and stuff like that. But when you're able to you know, find those kind of wide open right down the seam for, you know, a lot of those – a couple of those Jacob Warren touchdowns were that way. I, I Nothing's prettier. Imagine what it does for the guys on the outside too late in the season if early in the season you can get the tight ends involved. You have to make them defend the middle of the field more often. That's going to – if, you know, Cedric Tillman, a guy that can absolutely get behind, you know, his guy on the outside, how much help does that guy have? Um, and then if Brew McCoy is playing – I mean, that just helps them out so much. Yeah, when you're worried about a tight end streaking a, you know, across the field, that that safety and cover two has to, you know, he's going to be a little late over the top of Cedric Tillman and Brew McCoy right. if he's watching Jacob Warren. Yep, for sure. Love it. God, I'm so excited. I can't wait. <laughs> Do we find um, out about paper tickets? We got in the. Or you didn't get a call Friday, right? Did we talk Friday? Yeah, I don't think he got the call on Friday. Um, 
I don't know. If you know about the paper tickets, apparently somebody told me that you can pay extra and get them. And then somebody, <laughs> somebody said that they just sent them to him. So I don't know what that means. There is a thing that you can call if you don't have access to a smartphone. Is that you just play dumb and, and yeah. What's you on that? Hey, I'm calling on my, my, my track phone. I just, put, I, I just bought minutes. So please hurry. I'm wrapped up in this cord. <laughs> can you hear my rotary? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll do that. I'll be the guinea pig. <laughs> People um, think I'm 63 years old. I might as well act it. There you go. Yeah. Tennessee did get some good news today. Landed a uh, cornerback commit out of Trustville, Alabama. And that's, um, I guess, three or four star, whichever, you know, place. I saw a lot of four stars being tossed around, so I'll go four. Yeah. Um, Cornerback is uh, ranked the number 23 cornerback um, per 247 sports. Or, I'm sorry, 51 quarterback, number 23 player in the state of Alabama. Um, well, what's really interesting, it was kind of, it was kind of Tennessee, Arkansas, and then, uh, Georgia got involved. So it's like, oh, well, here we go. Um, took his official visit to Georgia and then he apparently got a bump up in rankings to a four star. Okay. And then when it got, you know, the prediction came out that he was coming to Tennessee, then he went down to a three star. <laughs> this is like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like don't even try we, to hide it. We talked about rankings when they released that new one. I don't know. They released that one. I think it was when camps weren't really going on during COVID, and they just redid the rankings. And it's like, what'd you get? Like, where did you get this from? And they're like, well, we just went back and watched more film. And it's like, I, that we've already you, watched, <laughs> right? I'm like, what are we? What are we doing here? And I'm yeah. And I think I, I'm not trying to completely trash two four seven and rivals because if you go and look at their hit rate for like five stars who end up being first rounders and those who are all Americans and things like that and four and three stars etc. Like it, it is obviously there is some science to it. Like it makes sense, but there's a lot of it that I, I surely they can admit it is a guessing game. And I think maybe some of that is made a joke by the people who rank and make the rankings because it's like, what are you doing? They'd probably hit if they just made it simpler. Honestly, they'd probably hit way more often than not. Mike Farrell, he did not want to give Trey Smith that five star. And he's like, I'll be getting my um, when he, gift basket. Gift baskets from UT fans. Yeah. Um, now he's no longer at Rivals. So I don't know if that had any. Um... <laughs> Where's he at now? I don't know. He said big things to come, and I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Interesting. I'd like so. to see Vegas, um, maybe start getting into rankings, see what they can do, um, because I mean they they hit on just about everything else. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. Little bet MGM rankings. But yeah, Ricky Gibson can commits to Tennessee. Um, you know, if if George is willing to to give him an official visit and and give him the offer. I'm cool. Well, I mean, it's good enough for me. Yeah, and then you know the Penn State being involved too. Were those the top three Penn State, Georgia, and Tennessee? Is that right? I I don't know. I just know it was Georgia and gotcha. Georgia and Tennessee was kind of the the two teams it was down to. But um, yeah, I think that that's that's really that shows a lot of 
him, I think he camped, um, you know, did well at camp, and then they got him an offer, got him an official visit. And, you know, usually, like, if it's Tennessee and Georgia, you're like, all right, well, <laughs> if they if they want him that bad, it, he's probably going to Georgia. But uh, apparently they did want him that bad, and, you know, he – I'm guessing he, he saw the path to the field, right? Yeah, I would, I mean, I would it, think so. I know we got a lot of competition. We got some young guys, but, um, I mean, it, it's kind of there for the taking. Um, whereas Georgia, they get five-star, five-star, four-star, four I mean, they're, they're just loaded up with talent. But with Tennessee's depth issues, that is a, a point of sale. It's like, hey – you know, we, we got some guys that we think can play, but we also, you know, think you can come in and contribute right away. So Yeah, and I, I think it's – I think you hear a lot of good about Willie Martinez, especially in the defensive back community. So, I think that's got to help it too, having yeah. having him coaching your DBs. Yeah, so Tennessee's got a pretty good secondary um, within this class. You got uh, Sylvester Smith, um, Christian Conyer, Ricky Gibson, Jack Luttrell, two safeties, two corners. Um, Jordan Matthews is supposed to make his decision tomorrow um, between Tennessee and Texas. I would be shocked if it's not Texas, honestly. Right. Um, he, he's from Baton Rouge, so you know the proximity to home is probably closer to Texas, and um, you know they're just sliding it up recruiting wise. So I, I would kind of be shocked if it's not Texas. But yeah. um, Tennessee's in it, and, and like you mentioned, Willie Martinez is. You know he is guys in the league, so I'm sure that's that's easy to sell to to these DBs that he's recruiting. So we'll see. For sure. I hope I, I'm, I'm again, I think I like some of the, I guess they're selling points clearly to recruits. I like some of the defensive recruits that are coming to Tennessee. I know Rodney Garner's got a lot to do with that, but even more reason I'm uh, going to definitely be patient on Tim Banks. And I'm, I'm excited to see what happens this year. I think you're going to be stronger. I don't know how much stronger, but I think you're going to be stronger defensively. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you like the Tennessee? I wasn't in here for the top 25 talk on Thursday. Do you like the rather top 25? Does that make you feel better about the season? And I kind of said this. I mean, like, it, it it probably definitely helps motivate a little bit, I would think. I just feel like it doesn't curse us either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, this I it's, it's safe. Now, I did say, I did rip, rip it of how stupid it is. There's some dumb up, ones, for sure. I looked up every single one of the coaches um, that voted. And who are the was, big names? It was pretty telling um, who was on there. Well, the four names I mentioned was Butch Jones, Brady Hope, Greg Schiano, Tyson Helton. Um, <laughs> you think Tyson Smart, Helton hates Tennessee? Nick Saban. Josh Heupel is not on there. So, <laughs> How does Butch Jones get on there? I don't know. But here, here's the here's the thing I, I told Joe. I was like, after that that top three, they could have said TBD. Because I don't think I don't think either like any of those teams below them have a shot. Yeah, I uh, I think that's the I think it's I think it's going to be a very fun first like five weeks because for well, I mean you have a couple games week one. But because you don't see the matchups till, you know, about week five, I think it is going to be a crazy first couple weeks of college football. Yeah, I agree. I think betting is going to be really hard. And I think the uh, the person who picked Texas number one should, uh, 
I don't know. You you and Joe tried to figure out who it was, right? Yeah, because he it, said he said he thinks it's Jimbo. Is Jimbo on there? Yeah, but Jimbo wasn't Jimbo's on there. on there. Okay. No. Like, I think that there's like a is Archie. <laughs> is Archie on the playoff committee? For how many teams are in that state? There's three coaches that represent. Like, if there was six okay. teams in that state, I think three represents that state. But if there's just two schools, I think there's just one. Um, so I think Tennessee has four. Gotcha. Is Archie yeah, Manning going to be allowed to be on the college football playoff committee when Arch is playing? I know. I can't remember who all's on it now. It's a weird list. I, know, I think like Condoleezza Rice is on there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, surely like some of those people have to have like cousins or grandkids. That's or true. Yeah. Something in college football. I don't think. I know there's like some athletic directors on there, but I don't think it's current. Oh, it is current. Mitch Barnhart's on there. <laughs> you don't have to worry about them being in the college ball playoff. Right. Gary Barta, he's at Iowa. Um, I don't know how to say her name. The professor at Arizona State. Tom Berman, Wyoming, AD. Charlie Cobb, I guess AD, director of athletics. What's the difference between athletic director and director of athletics? Oh, I guess they're all, I guess it's the same thing. <laughs> Whatever. Georgia State. Yeah, okay. I thought, for some reason, I was thinking it was mostly like retired people, like they were an AD at one point or whatever. But, that's not but the preseason polls are so dumb anyway. Like it, it, it doesn't really matter. I was just mad that there's so many teams that I'm just like they're too far away from Tennessee. Like I was mad that we were so close yeah. to Auburn when Auburn's a, a freaking train wreck. Um, Michigan State, they lose Kenneth Walker. They're at like 14. NC State's at 13. I know they got some hype around them, but it's NC State. So there's just a lot that I just had an issue with. Clemson and Notre Dame being near the top four is stupid to me. <laughs> Clemson's an interesting one. Um, I've heard some stuff about DJ that they think he's going to take the next step, but I just don't think the rest of the teams. It's kind of maybe. Mad. Yeah, I mean, maybe the ACC being weak, kind of like what we talked about with Ohio State earlier today, We and not on the show, um, just that they'll probably be in the college ball playoff just by nature of their division, that they're probably going to go undefeated and win their conference. So maybe that's a Clemson situation, because I do not believe in Miami. Save no. me your takes on Tyler Van Dyke and uh, Mario Cristobal. I don't believe in Miami. And then, I listen, I think North Carolina's going to be better this year. I don't think they're competing for an ACC title. You think they're better? I think they're better than last year. They were just so bad last year. They can't get worse, right? Well, I mean, they don't have Sam Howell anymore, so I don't, I don't think they might be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Fair point. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I mean, I, I don't think there's a great way to rank all those teams. I just kind of like, where are we getting our information from? Because, <laughs> Pitt, I know they were the ACC champs last year, but when you lose your two best players – um, and the two like focal points of your offense. Yeah, I forgot about Pitt. How are you going to finish higher this year than last year? Agreed. So maybe they do just because, like we just mentioned about Clemson, the ACC is not all that strong. Yeah, maybe. But then how yeah. is Clemson for? For sure, it would be great if Tennessee 
can beat Pitt and they can win the ACC. That would be awesome. Tennessee wins the ACC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Which I'm all for, by the way. I'm all for us moving to ACC. <laughs> I'm all for it, but I don't think the ACC is not going to exist. Oh, no. They just like, they did great in their scheduling. I love that they're moving to that model, but looking at the landscape of college football, don't you have to go out and you have to get more members, right? And I think it's probably hard for them to steal members right now, but why would you not be looking at programs that may be committed to making that jump? Well, the ACC has no backbone. They prove that when they don't make Notre Dame join a conference. So True. hundred. Well, that's a team that you're going to lose Notre Dame to the Big Ten. That's a premier college football program. We can – I love making fun of them, but you had them in your grasp and you're just going to let them walk? It's so stupid. They played you. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, no backbone. I I, I just think there's a there's lot of the schools. Same, if you count Notre Dame and the ACC, which I do because they play an ACC schedule, <laughs> there's the same amount of ACC teams as SEC teams in the coaches' bowl. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. Interesting. I mean, well, it's going to be funny to see. I do think it's probably – I'll give the coaches a little bit of leeway. I think it's like we talked about how weird this year is going to be. I think it's going to be tough. I think if me and you drew up a top 25, it would probably look pretty silly at the end of the year too. Oh, yeah. I, like so, I said, I don't think there's a great way to do it. After right. after three, you're like, hmm. <laughs> just yeah. throw That's them what up we and see do. what happens. See what Let's shifts. just do one, two, and three, and then TBD. We'll win. Yeah. We'll win the bracket offs. Agreed. Yeah. Or the pull offs. You can bet on that. Those three teams versus the field. I think it's I well, I'll go even I'll go one step farther. I think it's Alabama versus the field. Plus one eighty. What happens if they don't win the national championship? Is this also a rebuilding year? Yes. 100%. <laughs> what makes Saban retire? Winning or not winning? Like, does he go out on top, or is he a guy that's just like, all right, my time's – or does he just have a a day that he gets out? I, just, I think he passes away while he's still the active coach. Probably. I don't think him and Bill Belichick ever retired. Well, first off, they're like demons. I don't know if Cyb- you can – Cyborgs. Yeah. I don't know what – like, I don't like them. I don't like uh, that you haven't commented on my, my leopard print. I saw it earlier. Jacket, I, man. I do like it. it's just a normal thing, dude. You just you just hit bombs and and put that sucker on. Too bad the NCAA, you know, friend of the pod. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're they're taking that away too. No, no, props. dude. My favorite thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna misremember what the prop was, but Drew Gilbert's first home run. Sure enough, this doesn't happen in the you know in, they they always say the NLB, but I mean the minor leagues. I know it's not the same league, but it's the same players essentially. Like those guys are in the MLB mix. This doesn't happen in the pros. Sure enough, Drew Gilbert's first walk off, he gets a championship belt as he heads into the dugout. Miss me with this <laughs> stupid crap. Like you all are morons, all of you. Yeah. If you've ever said anything about a home run prop, you're a sad, sad human being. Yeah, and uh, you know, Drew Gilbert gets better, gets gets back to 100. percent It looks like he was in a brace, from what I read. Um, mm-hmm. After he crashed into the wall, had to be carted off the field. Um, oh, I missed that. The other I didn't day, he had to get carted off. I saw yeah. he got injured. Apparently, he tried to stand up and just couldn't. 
And, and so they they carted him off. So I'm gonna blame that one on Tony V. He he kind of put that on Drew that he had to run into a wall if given the chance. Well, he, he, here's a, like that's how Drew Gilbert plays anyway. Oh, I know like, he, like he he would go back out there and do the exact same thing today. Right. So at the draft, I don't know if you heard Tony talking about him. He said we had to make a rule because he would run into the wall at practice going for a, a ball defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like he, he he made he was like, hey, wherever you go, this is <laughs> you know the bottom, you know the the minimum effort you have to give, man. I, I put my when when they're hitting BP to him, they just um, they have. Jordan Begg stand at the wall, and he if he gets anywhere near it, <laughs> Begg just spears him. I love it. Also, Beck cut his hair. I don't know how I feel. Did about he? It. Dang. Like short, short, or just trimmed it up? No, it's short. Dang. Interesting. Yeah. He was. Uh, it wasn't quite a mullet he had, but it's getting there. It was. It was it, mullet it, adjacent. Some luscious locks. Yeah. Going on. <clears throat> yeah, I hope Drew Gilbert gets uh, gets back pretty soon. It looks like he was on his way to um, at least Asheville and probably up a little higher this year. So right. um, hopefully you're able to get him healthy again. I wish I had more updates on that, but I don't. So yeah, it's hard to get updates on minor league players. Yeah, for sure. That's a, I don't know who runs it, but the Vols and the pros have been have been great. Um, Good to follow. Good follow. Keeping up with those guys, kind of their their sole focus. So that that's cool. Uh, it's kind of just been this season's players, though, right? I'd like to see. He they have mentioned some some Zach Daniels and Andre okay. Lipsius and Garrett cool. Stallings. So I think Stallings is in Double A and and Lipsius is in Triple A. So that they've done. Yep. Zach Daniels is high A with the. The tourists in Asheville. Great pronunciation. Tourists. Great pronunciation. That was solid. Um, you ready for most important? Yeah, let's do it. Sweet. I've got uh we're gonna go Little League World Series here. Okay. Uh, I first off, it is the most important, but, but I did come up with a new great I think you can make football gloves and baseball gloves that look like these. Do you see the kid from Wyoming wearing leather ranch work gloves and he hit a bomb with them on? Yeah. <laughs> I think you could like make some lineman gloves that look like that and they're selling to every college football team in America and probably high school too. Can you imagine the coaches bringing those into the locker room and putting them on, getting those in your hard hats on? So yeah, I would love that. Also kind of hate it because there's guys in my um softball league that wears <laughs> those kind of gloves and it pisses me off. Yeah, it's uh it's one of those things that it's it's cool to see on a kid. You see an adult softball league, and you're like, no, maybe, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, they kind of ruined it for me. So it's not those kids' fault. He mashed the the video off the, when it was originally posted. He mashed that ball. Absolutely mashed. It. You got to mash it. Like you put those gloves on, you got to. If you for don't, sure. you look like a moron. Um. I feel like I had something with the preseason, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, I think it was Matt Corral leading a game-winning drive. Oh, nice. And uh, didn't throw a completion. <laughs> what? Just yeah. running the ball? <laughs> yeah. He's really developing with a better team. Yeah. Good for him. I He's think he was one for nine in his <laughs> debut, so not great. But, uh, but a game, hey, game-winning drive is a game-winning drive. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. 
Are there any other quarterbacks you want to mention that that maybe did good this weekend that played at the end of the game? Josh Dobbs played pretty well. Okay, is that it? Is that the only guy on orange that, that did pretty good? All right. Um, my next most important is our, our boy Willie Willie Z Will's Altoris. Want me some money? Dude, money just a freaking just thirty. I just put ten on it. Oh. Um, but man, what a fun playoff! There was some great shots, some not so great shots. Some that had you you know didn't feel like you could breathe for a second. Will just draining some lag putts like it was freaking fun. Um. Live golf is officially dead. I'm I'm calling it dead officially now. It, it just loved it. And, and I, do you have any more most importance, or can I jump to a quick fail? Speaking of the same, yeah, game? go ahead. Okay. Um, golf week tweeted: controversy is alive and well at FedEx St. Jude Championship. So are the kids with cancer. Shit. <laughs> and then they promptly deleted that tweet. Not before it had 48 quote tweets and 20 likes, though. So, hung around on there for a little too long, guys. And screenshots live forever. I hate to yeah. tell you. So, yeah, got to be careful what you tweet. <laughs> um, I have a fail. Did yes. Um, so Carlos Correa, former Houston Astro, now with the Minnesota Twins. Um, was asked about Fernando Tatis's suspension with PEDs, and he said, "Wow, the sluggard told me, told media before Friday, Friday's game. If there's one thing I don't respect, it's a cheater. I'll leave it at that." Ooh, ooh, maybe just keep your mouth shut, there, brother. It's yeah. like the it's like the John Calipari thing. You don't need to say it. <laughs> you don't. I don't respect the cheat. Dude, you like are the poster boy of cheating. <laughs> I'm okay with calling him that. Yeah. Oh, I did have one more, one more most important. Can I read that real quick? No, you're too late. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Cardinals uh, minor league prospect Chandler Redmond hit a home run cycle. In a game. Is that four home runs? Four home runs, a solo, a two run, a three run, and a grand slam. No way. How, yeah. how often has that happened? He did it in four straight innings. What was the score of that game that he had that yeah, opportunity? It was like 17 to something. Good night. But when he hit the first one, it was four to three in the fifth. Wait. <laughs> so he had probably four to three. He probably had two at-bats before. How many at-bats did he have in the game? Uh, probably five, six, at least six. Sorry, Emily's asking me where Brutus is at. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That, that's that's absolutely the, wild. That's so cool. Yeah, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard of. Home run cycle. So, do you know how often that's happened, though? Like, how many I times? Don't. No. It can't be I, more than no. once. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> they probably had to make a name up for it. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I think he was like, he's done it again. He hit four home runs. <laughs> like, he didn't even realize what he had done. Right. Like, the announcer did until. Like after the game, after that's the, awesome. Like, uh, they tweaked it. I hope his bar tab is picked up that night. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, to Tequila Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think it was on like a random night like that. So that's <laughs> been awesome. Um, I don't have any more fails, but I have a I have two things I want to ask you about. Do you have any more fails? I have one more. Yeah. Okay. Give me go ahead. Go, 
Yeah, go oh. and then I'll ask these questions. Um, I hate to call these people out, but I'm, <laughs> it needs to be done. Vol shop. No, I'm not giving them a fail. You can't. They're my LMOL of my life. Here's here's the thing. Like, just stop charging so much for stuff. That like they yeah. did a. Did you see the sweatshirts that they made today? Not the sweatshirts. I saw the sweatpants that are cool, but they're like sixty bucks. I'm not spending that on sweatpants. So it was some crew necks, which like it's too hot to be ordering a crew neck right now, <laughs> anyway. But um, it's these. I don't know. Did you see that? Did I didn't. I can. I can kind of see. I can't really see the design, but it's probably like a champion crew neck. Yeah, it, it's a champion crew neck. It's got Tennessee. It's got like the Tennessee helmet and then volunteers. It's just like stitched. Right. Oh, Guess how much it is? Eighty bucks. Seventy-six. I know my clothing. Well, think about how cheap Champion was when we were growing up. You could have gotten that for thirty bucks. Yeah, I, I think you, just, can get, you can get a regular Champion sweatshirt for forty bucks. That is cool that that's stitched. Not wouldn't you, pay seventy-six can, bucks for get, it. Yeah, you can get that made for probably forty dollars. Um, maybe. That's, I mean, 70, I, I just won't buy a sweater for $76. No, you can't. <laughs> I can't. Especially this is champion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they sold that in Walmart. It's hard for me to ever want to pay $76 for Right. They said the 2022-2023 sideline gear is out. They've got a lot of Peter Millar that's good. $135, though. I mean, the, the sweatshirts, look, they look awesome. But, I'm right. yeah, $76 for a sweatshirt. Eesh. Know your audience. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. So, so I have two questions going back to Tennessee. So you saw Josh High or Josh Heibel, Danny White released the poll for numbers. Did you vote? Yes. What'd you vote? Keep them the same. Okay. I did too. I think so. I, I kind of liked the I don't they're not crazy about the Nike font, but the picture I saw, I thought it looked good. Of course, you never know until it's on the field. The thing yeah, is, I, I don't really have a hot take either way. Right? I mean, yeah, that's kind of mine. I'm kind of indifferent to it. But I, I don't want it to look bad, so that's why I said just keep it the way that it is. <laughs> good, that good call. And I just everyone's mad because apparently some dude bought like ten thousand votes, which is absurd for someone to buy votes for that. But I do think too, it's like it's cool that Danny White wants fan input, but that's not a real poll. Because how many? I know it seems like there's a large portion of the Tennessee fan base on Twitter, but there's just not. Like, how many people in the stadium on Saturday do you think are actively on Twitter that would see Danny White's tweet? That's an only 24 hour poll, and vote in it. Yeah. Also, like, what would that poll even sway anything? What do you What do you mean sway? What? Like, like, would it, would it, like, it, it would probably be like, oh, you know, this many people like that, you know, what, is he just bringing it, like, bringing it up for discussion? It sounded like he said they were going to do it. If, like, okay. whatever got voted on, that's what it sounded, now, I don't know for sure. Yeah. But that's what it sounded like. Now, there were 41,000 votes, but I also could have technically voted several times because I have several Twitter accounts if I really wanted to. How many do you have? And, Access to four. Because I have the more important issues one. I have a burner and I have access to another account still. <laughs> I love that so, you're just openly saying that you have a burner. 
I don't care. Well, and you know what my burner is. No, other people well, probably can guess what yeah, my burner is. But, yeah, I, I know what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's. I don't use the thing is too is I don't use I don't use it. So you should. I should. I also lost the info to it. But so you don't have access to it anymore. I, I could probably get it if I wanted. Like okay. I could get an email. Get it. Okay. Yeah. Forgot password. So I, it says forty one thousand. It's just like. But and how many of those people are even in the stadium, too? It's just I don't know. It's just people complaining about the guy that bought votes. It's like the the poll is kind of dumb, anyways. Guys, chill out. Yeah. So, well, my whatever. my thing, the the Danny White, that that if I were to like, if he would ask me personally, I would just be like, be careful changing everything. Right. Um. You don't have to. Like the balls letters, perfect. Uh, I think you yeah. just you kind of got to get a feel for, you know, what people want. And like, like if there's if it's up for debate, then just leave it as is. I don't hate that take. Um, but yeah, the balls letters that like everybody yeah. was gonna say yes. Let's do this real quick. My brother's calling me, so let me. Hey, you're on the podcast, and I got a question for you, and then I'll call you after to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Okay. Um, did you <laughs> see? <laughs> well, I don't know if you can talk about it on the podcast but so i just wanted to see um did you see danny white's tweet the poll about the numbers uh-uh. the field numbers oh uh, like well i don't know if it was danny white's but i saw someone saying we might change numbers yeah so he put out a poll to either do the nike numbers to match the the jersey font or keep yes. keep it what, what would you vote uh jersey numbers okay do you care though like, no, I don't care. the other one looks good yeah. All right, that was that was me, and that's kind of where me and Lander are at. So we're just curious. I just think the Nike numbers look fast. They do. They remind me the the thing I kind of don't like about them. I feel like the field would look an awful lot like Oregon. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something classic about. My point, I guess. I mean, no, for sure. Like, yeah. I think there's something too about the like the I can't remember the name of the font, but the font we have now that just says like SEC football to me. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Your thoughts, Landon? No, I like, I like that. So, all right, man. Well, I'll uh, call you back here in just a few minutes. All right, we'll see, see you, man. See you, Johnny. That was Jonathan Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was calling me, so I was like, oh, let's just see this. Yeah, that, I don't know. I, I definitely am indifferent, like you said. Yeah, if they want to change it, cool. Um, don't yeah. It, but but I, the, that picture that they had, like, that the football camp posted with the Vols letters going into the stadium. Yeah, that was cool. I think there's two, like you said, there's something like don't change, don't be so eager to change so much. Cause I think there's a lot of, and I think maybe we just get a little antsy because there's, I think the renovations that we're seeing right now are going to help Neon Stadium. I don't think like the Jumbotron is the biggest jump. No, not many people are going to experience the club level. The Vols letter doesn't add to game day experience. It looks beautiful, but the Jumbotron is really the only adage. I think it's going to make Neon Stadium feel a whole lot better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you want to just change. Like, I think you're riding this high. Like, you, your popularity, you're, you're kind of going up. One bad mistake, and people are gonna have your ass. So, <laughs> right, right. So, what about the Kentucky AD saying that about Cal Perry? Yeah, somebody. What a dumb hard. thing to say, though. Too. What a also, dumb thing to say. Also, kind of like. I think I think like I, I've talked to a couple of Kentucky fans. They're kind of fed up with Cal. Like he was like, 
I kind of made this comment to him and to see if he agreed with me, and he did. Um, But I was like, I feel like like Kentucky basketball was already established before Calipari got there. Yeah, he's not Kentucky basketball. Right. So, like, my thing is, like, Cal needs Kentucky basketball more than Kentucky basketball needs Cal. Um, I think they could probably get somebody else, like like a really good coach, and they probably wouldn't drop off very much. Yeah, no, I think I kind I, I agree Stoops, with Stoops. It's the, the opposite. Yes, I agree with the sentiment. I don't think I would say Kentucky basketball needs or Cal needs him them more because he was successful at Memphis. Like I think there's a, another team he's successful at. So I don't entirely agree yeah, with that okay. part of it, but the rest of it I do like 100% agree with it. And I think to Calipari's forgetting that it doesn't Kentucky basketball. Yes, they are established before he got there. But no matter how good they are, Kentucky fans want to be good at football. If you ask them if they could trade, if like I, I promise you this is true, Kentucky fans will call bullcrap. If they could trade Kentucky basketball for the history of Tennessee football, they would a hundred percent. Interesting. I promise, and they'll they'll say no. But look at look at how they celebrate the wins over Tennessee the last you know the three they've gotten the last thirty years, forty years. Yeah. I just don't think – I think Cal is forgetting that he's still – as much as he feels like he's a Big Ten school because it's freezing up there all the time and they're good at basketball, they're an SEC school and football is king. Yeah, I just think Kentucky fans are kind of over Cal a little bit. I don't think he's yeah. won enough recently to really um, you know, kind of – He's complaining about leaking – and asking for a full, a new full facility. Surely you can come up with a better excuse than a leaky roof. Yeah, there's roof guys out there, in <laughs> right? Sure. And if it's your AC, I know a guy that can get you a new HVAC. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. It's just it, I still think it's interesting to kind of put that on Cal because there are going to be a lot of. A lot of basketball supporters too that aren't going to be happy with that comment still. Yeah, it it's the. I think it's the Volcats are going to be like, oh, what are you going to do? Fire him? But it but it's like the people who like like every sport at Kentucky, right? Are just like, why is this dude such a jackass? He hasn't won yeah. anything in the past five years. Right. Right. I haven't heard him say anything about the girls having to play in. The old gym while he gets playing rub. Never heard that comment. That's weird. Yeah, maybe he hates women. I don't know. I'm not is saying he true? is. That is true because I know North Carolina it, does that too. I think it's Memorial is the name of that gym. I think. Yeah. So, and then uh, I, my last question: We'll get out of here. What do you think about Cliff Kingsbury? He the. It's framed as he let Kyler Murray call plays. Did he make him or let? Because he made that comment. I think I sent it to you last week. How. He said Kyler can be very frustrating because he wants to do certain stuff, but he doesn't understand play calling. And he's like, maybe I'll let him call plays in the preseason, and so he understands. Like guys don't always do what you need them and want them to do. And well, he doesn't watch film, so I don't know if I'd want him <laughs> changing calls. Right. I. It's Isn't that gotta crazy? be crazy. That's that's in your contract. Apparently, it got taken out or something. Like he doesn't have to do that, but it was in his. Contract that he had to watch so much film a week 
Yeah, I think uh, most girls would agree with me that everybody. I think this, the rule is everybody tells you, you know, don't don't date a guy because you want who, you, because of who you want him to be. Date a date a guy that you know who he is or whatever you love who he is. Yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, no matter how much money you pay somebody, I don't think you can really make them watch four hours a week of film. Like they better. Right. You either take it that he doesn't, or and you figure it out, and you put guys in his, you know, in place that can help him, or you know, don't sign him. Like it's, I don't know. I hate that he's not gonna probably pan out. It sounds like him and Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury are button heads bad. Well, I mean, hit the the end of his seasons have been terrible. Yeah. I mean, there was I guess two years ago where he, or maybe even last year, he was the MVP front runner. Last year, I know they started out hot. I don't know where he was at. Yeah, know, as far as that goes, he was the front runner at one point and then just died off, fell off base. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Film, yeah. watching film. Just curious, just curious what you thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. It, it kind of sucks that it's not going to work out. But uh, I like Kyler. I like I like Cliff Kingsbury. I like the Cardinals. I think I've always liked the Cardinals because of Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, not that I cheer for him or anything. It's just like oh, I like that organization. Yeah, Ooh, Carson, and Carson Palmer. Uh, Can't forget him. Is it Car- Carson? Yeah, Carson. Oh. All right. Well. That's all. It's been I fun. Been fun, yeah. guys. It's almost football season. Hackers Cup Saturday. Can't wait. Yeah, for those of you all just popping in our regular time eight. Sorry. Um, oh yeah, I, we didn't even send out a tweet about it. Thanks for I, coming. I, for our, I said seven. Team. Oh, you did. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they they didn't see it. Sorry. Um, we'll be back. Thursday's gonna be weird. We'll have to kind of figure that out. Oh yeah, you're out of town, aren't you? I am out of town. I could probably still do it on my phone. So we might be able to, if you want, we can maybe even do a short one Friday together. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Do you, I'll talk about, we don't have to talk about this on the show. <laughs> we can okay. logistically plan it later. So. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Um, we're bringing the boat in and we out.